Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Our Blues Insider from The Athletic is the one and only Jeremy Rutherford. He does fantastic work, and he's with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm in Michelle City here. Oh, you're in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just dropping your name wherever I go. Oh, man. Are you getting kicked out left and right? <laughs> no, I'm getting in all the clubs. This is great. <laughs> Very cool. Hey, last night, if there is such thing as an acceptable loss for a good hockey team, I thought last night was an acceptable loss for the Blues. You don't want to lose. You don't want to lose after you have a lead after two periods. But the Rangers are good, and you're playing them in their home rink. And they have a great goalie. Yeah, and they had lost two in a row, so they were pretty hungry. They had lost to uh, Vancouver recently, so they were coming in last night to, to play a game, and I thought the, it was an entertaining game, end-to-end. I thought the Blues matched them early on. You know, some of the passes weren't on, and I think that took the Blues a little bit out of their offense. And the other thing, Randy, uh, moving forward, uh, they got to shoot more. There's too much mm-hmm. passing. But I think, by and large, you look at last night's game, unbelievable goalie he's in the heart conversation and a team that's in a playoff spot so we've watched a lot of games lately blues going up against non-playoff teams ho-hum they win the game what do you know about the team i think last night at least for two periods they really showed us something and obviously jr it was a homecoming of sorts for pavel buchnevich you wrote about this at the athletic now that we're about six months or so removed from the deal i know it's hard to really break it down with the sammy blay injury but sammy blay in a second round pick for pavel buchnevich how do you think the deal has aged for both sides yeah, I think uh, reading the Ranger fan comments in that story, they were like, wait a minute, what if Blaze having a great season and Buchnevich gets hurt, you know, kind of vice versa situation. So, you know, I can see the perspective. It's tough after six or eight months to evaluate a deal, especially, Michelle, when the Rangers looked at it like they wanted to free up some calorie, salary cap space. They needed to sign a few guys. They did that with Zabinajad and also Fox. They've got, uh, you know, potential to, to sign some people moving forward. Uh, but but Buchnevich, as we know in St. Louis now, is a great player, and he's a great all-around player. And so I think uh, some of the Ranger fans still disappointed with that trade. He did get a nice uh, uh, little uh, salute last night on the Jumbotron fans waving for him. He waved back. So they do miss him here, but I'm sure uh, people listening to the show here in St. Louis are excited to have him. JR, it is good for the Blues and necessary for the Blues to have O'Reilly and Perron dent the score sheet. And David Perron all of a sudden has gotten hot. He really has, and so when he scores last night and O'Reilly has an assist, they each had a goal and assist last night in that little spree. How about that? Two goal, Three goals in uh, two minutes, 14 seconds. If, if you could pick two guys to kind of start to pick up the pace offensively, I think it would be O'Reilly and Perron because I think you, you feel pretty good that you're going to get it from, you know, Thomas, Buchnevich, Tarasenko, Cairo. It might be a little sporadic, but even though he's the leading scorer on the team, uh, but it's going to come. 
But with O'Reilly and Perron, you just I, I felt like you wonder. And so now going into these last 20-plus games, you got David Perron. He's got seven points in his last five games, three two-point games. I mean, that's huge for David Perron, who seemed to be drifting off a little bit. Uh, and Ryan O'Reilly, he, he engineered the comeback last night. It's his tip in the neutral zone that starts that first goal, and then he sets up uh, the other goal. So uh, just great to see from those two. And, Jarrah, as the trade deadline approaches, what's an area on this Blues team that you think they might target as a chance to get better? Yeah, I think it's it's still going to be uh, on defense. You know, I think that the, the goalie situation is what it is. It'll probably play itself out. And then you look up front, uh, you know, with Perron and O'Reilly coming on especially, I think you feel really good about that group. Uh, you know, I know Randy has been talking about this for months, and I agree with him that fourth line needs to have an identity. Right now, I don't think it necessarily does. You put uh, Dakota Joshua in last night for Clint Costin. You know, I think uh, Dakota does a great job. But then you have Bozak, who kind of manages uh, the game well, but he doesn't fit the identity of a, of a, you know, a heavy fourth line. And then you have Sunquist, who's really banged up. You know, I, I realize that he's out there playing, but he's not the Oscar Sunquist you're used to. So, yeah, I don't think that they would add to that group. So, Michelle, to me, it still goes back to finding that guy on D that can help out. And, Jr. I look around, I look at all the names that are available and look at their salaries and then look at the Blues salaries, and I wonder how are the Blues, how's, and he's done it before, but how does Doug Armstrong pull this off? Because as you've mentioned, it's got to be a dollar-for-dollar dollar trade, and if you're going to go out and get a $6 million player, unless you could get like a Lindholm where – Anaheim would pick up pretty much all of his salary. I don't, and they have a lot of cap space, by the way. But you probably have to give up three picks, right? Because you have to give up a pick so that they pick up the salary. Then you have to give up a pick or two for the player. Yeah, there's going to have to be, in, in, in the case for the Blues to make a deal, there's probably going to have to be some salary retention. And if you've got one of those two or three, four top defensemen that you're trading, you know, there's going to be teams, you know, lining up to, to get a couple of those guys. You know, I don't know that the team on the other end is going to have to retain, you know, as much salary as you would like them to if you're the Blues. And then you might, if you're a Blues fan, you say, okay, we'll trade Marco Scandella. Well, that actually probably adds to the assets yep. that you're going to have to have going the other way because, you know, that's a salary dump. And so if you're moving that uh, $3.725 million for Marco Scandella, does that mean you're throwing in a, an extra asset like a Tyler Tucker, a defenseman in the Blues system? You know, it could be. So, so to me, when you look at this situation, it is going to be tough. And in the end, we could see the Blues stand pat. You, you really could. But I do think they're going to stay involved in those uh, talks for a D guy, see what that price is, see where it all lands, you know, come March uh, 21st, if not a few days earlier. And, Jr., I, I don't mean this to sound unfair to the player, but I will say this. If I was another general manager – there's no way that I would take Marco Scandella's 3.275 million AAV through 2024. I, I just wouldn't do it. No, you can't do it. Uh, you can't if you're the other GM. The only way I, I even mention his name is because if, for whatever reason, Doug Armstrong wants to get out from under that contract and he really wants that other defenseman, let's just say it's, it's Jacob Chicken, maybe he does uh, throw in the extra assets to make all that happen. And, you know, it's going to be costly because Chickren's going to be expensive already, yeah. if, you know, just u- using him as an example. But if you throw Scandella in there, I mean, you're talking about a first-round pick and maybe a couple more uh, players. So so we'll see. JR, back-to-back wins and sharp performances for Jordan Bennington. Do you think he's back or do you need something else, a certain barometer, to make you feel comfortable saying that you think we're seeing Jordan Bennington return to form? 
No, I, I, I need more. It's a good sign. It's a great step. And, and I don't look at it like, hey, it's two teams in, in Philadelphia and, uh, and, and what was it, Chicago, um, you know, that, uh, that, that, that he beat. I, I look at it like you just need to be tested more. You, you need to come up big. You need to, to make some saves where you keep the team in the game. And, and there were a couple of those in his two games. Uh, but to me, you know, I've just seen it happen too many times where, you know, you look at it and then he goes and, and starts that next game and he gives up four goals on, you know, let's just say 25 shots. And, and now you're wondering again. So, you know, t- to me, with what he went through, uh, you know, stretch this season where giving up so many games of three plus goals, uh, it, to me, it's got to be three, four games where he really looks like himself. And as I always say, not stealing games, but just doing good things to keep you in them. JR, I, I once heard that if you include all the little bodegas and all the little cafes, that you could eat every meal in New York at a different restaurant for 100 years and there would still be restaurants left over. Wow. <laughs> it certainly feels like it. Now it seems like you're interviewing Joey Vitale. Huh? <laughs> right. So uh, what do you like to do? And you've never had a trip like this where you essentially spend a week there. What do you like to do in New York? It's a week up here. And speaking of Joey, no, we had a great uh, quote-unquote media dinner the other night at, at Carmine's, and it's so great. I'll, I'll bring you into the table here. Uh, so it was family style if for people who haven't been there. And so you, you order, you know, several dishes and they come out family size and you pass it around. Well, we put Joey in charge of that. And so Joey's talking to the waitress, uh, Linda, there at Carmine's. And he says, ah, we'll take some of this. And how about a uh, little steak? And we probably need some pasta. Guys, you want white? You want red? You want white? You want red? What do you want? And uh, so he put the order together. And I'll tell you what, for six uh, guys, five normal sized guys and then me, uh, Joey did a great job of uh, putting that order together. So we had a great dinner at Carmine's. But, gosh, I, I always compare it to, like, you walk out of the arena in Edmonton and you can look for 45 minutes to your left and right and not see any place to eat. And right now I'm standing out here close to Broadway and I'm looking and, gosh, you could throw a tennis ball and eat somewhere. Do me a favor, JR. Have a New York City bagel for me. Okay, I'll do it right now. I'm actually uh, running outside. You get a bodega bagel, City. cup of coffee, you'll be set. All right, we'll do it. All right. JR, great to have you with us. Enjoy your time up there. Get a couple of wins on Saturday and Sunday, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, we'll see you guys. Thanks. See you later. That's Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider from The Athletic. By the way, Blues pregame with Alex Ferrario on Saturday at 10.30 in the morning and then on Sunday at 11 a.m. A couple of day games for the Blues in New York against the Islanders and then uh, against the Devils as well. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the College Football Playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? 
Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.